Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Delisle. Hi. Hi, I thought you were going to burp. No, I'm not that fast. I just drank the seltzer. So. <laughs> Today, I went to get just routine blood tests, and um, I set off early in the morning to get there because I had to do glucose fasting. Oh, wow. But no matter what I do, the place that's closest to my house is just over. Like, they just have the population is too large to be supported by this one blood testing clinic. But there's this really sweet woman, and she couldn't stop burping. Oh. <laughs> but I hadn't had breakfast, so it was making me feel like, instead of feeling, like, empathetic, I was like, please stop burping. I'm going to barf. <laughs> because sometimes burping makes me want to barf, like hearing it over and over again. Anyways, yeah, uh, I can't think of a better segue. Um, <laughs> speaking of burping, incessantly. Speaking of, burping. speaking of things that make you want to barf. <laughs> That make you go blah. <laughs> Things that make you go <laughs> I'm so happy that he can join us again this evening. Uh, it's the second time on the podcast, but he's first in our hearts. It's oh. Benjamin Harrison. Hey, thanks for How's having again? me. Hi. 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 Uh, really happy to be back. That's good. Yeah, it's been like a year, over a year. I was surprised that I've only been on once. I think it's just that I listen to, I listen every week, so I have the weird parasocial relationship that all podcast listeners have with the co-hosts of of their favorite shows, which is I was like I was like going into my uh, computer to make the folder to come on the show, and I, I was like, I have Retail Nightmares 1 in here, but there must be other times. You've inserted yourself into every episode. You've got like yeah. a special cut. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I have a few shows where the hosts are also people I consider to be real-life friends, and... Uh, and uh, like all I can do is restrain myself from texting the entire time I'm listening to the episode. Like this made me think of this. This made me think of this. <laughs> Just like I must be. So, I, I would be so annoying if I didn't stop myself. From well, <laughs> it sounds lovely. I, I think, think it's okay. Text away if you're listening to the episode the week that it came out or so. Right. But right. I have a friend who oh, during yeah. during the pandemic has started listening to all of our episodes. And so she started at the very beginning and she'll message me. <laughs> she'll message me about every single one. And I'm like, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. And she'll yeah, just like yeah. respond as if she's part of the conversation that I'm having with her in real time. And I'm like, that was five years ago. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Also, I was drunk for a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. The early days, we, yeah. there was a lot of drinking. Yeah, not um, that like when I'm sober, I remember it any better because it's just like, yeah, it's no, But it's it's a conversation, you know? And like, I have that problem. Like we, I just started this new show uh, which we, uh, I'll, I'll plug it just because I'm so shameless. It's called K-Pod 101.3. And it's like a parody of morning radio in the nineties, uh, yeah. where me and Dan Kennedy of the moth podcast play like sleazy morning DJ characters. And <laughs> we have to write like episode descriptions for each episode. And, I literally have to re-listen to the episode because I'm like, I don't remember anything that happened on this. We like wrote yeah. a lot of ideas down. There's a Google Doc with those ideas and I don't remember which ones even made it into the episode or didn't. You sound really organized though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can one-up you and say that week to week I forget who we had on the week before often. And uh, it's, and my, like, it's weird and I also forget the entirety of the episode. 
Yeah. Well, this is actually like a unique situation because this is the first time we took two weeks off. We like wow. took a week off, so we didn't record for two weeks because the heat wave happened and our yeah. brains were fried and we weren't, you know, we weren't able to think straight and we didn't want to put any of our guests through that either. So because we had one banked ever since uh, the Aunt Sheila episode because we had to do that on a Saturday. Right. So if people have been like thinking that the timing is not lining up with like what we're <laughs> posting online. It's true. Um, but it's finally We're finally back to like the listeners were on to you. And- yeah. This is a peek <laughs> behind the curtain. It's a uh, podcast magic yeah. peek behind. Never mind. <laughs> a peek behind my pink behind. <laughs> oh yeah. Hello dude. Hi. It's in my butt. <laughs> um, uh- <laughs> go ahead, Ben. Oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. It's like, it's like I, what I was going to say was something I said on a podcast. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lost to the... See, whenever I I lose my train of thought when I was a kid, and I think this started with my grandmother and my mom, Lorna, has like taken up the tradition, but it's like, must have been a lie. It's like, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Must have been a lie. And it's like, do you think I'm fucking lying to you, mom? <laughs> like, really I'm not... A fucking weird thing to say to a it's kid. It's so weird. Yeah, mom, I'm just spinning out bullshit in my <laughs> mind all the time. <laughs> Everything's made up. So what yeah. even is a lie, Lorna? The world mm. is a hall of mirrors. Yeah. They're all that Ikea mirror that's like wobbly. The wiggly one? Do you oh. remember the wiggly Ikea oh, one? Yeah. Three of them all side by side that I never mounted properly. So every time I open <laughs> and close my bedroom door, all three of them would be like. Blah, 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 blah. Man, <laughs> well, I need to I go to Ikea and get a mirror. That's I like just... the only place to get a mirror that you can afford. You that's know. True. Mm-hmm. Or you can just find any uh, chipped mirror in an alley if you don't care about having <laughs> right angles on your mirrors. Cut hands. That's yeah. True. Maybe I could find some wiggly IKEA mirrors that somebody oh. finally got rid of after They're all these years. I have them on Craigslist all the time. That's I think that they were like only ten dollars. So everybody who was just a starter, starter young person in the world, had a wiggly mirror from IKEA, but you couldn't see your outfit without standing back because it was very narrow. Yeah. Right. That's and why I had three. Design, <laughs> yeah, a design that is, to me, very 90s. Um, oh, totally. Me, yeah, it's very funny. Early Speaking 2000s. Of very funny. How was that for a segue? <laughs> how, did, how am I doing? Excellent. I feel You're like I got, I got like heat exhaustion 10 days ago, and it's never lifted. I am Although like, the, the temperature is normal. Uh, my eyes always hurt. Um, I'm very I'm in great shape. I definitely not only uh, is my brain still fried, but I also think I have some sort of PTSD about feeling at all hot now because whenever I start to feel at all sweaty, I just like whip all my clothes off and it's like it's 19 degrees outside, which uh, for Americans is oh, not bad. <laughs> very low. I don't yeah. know, like 60 I don't know but yeah because we lived through a very unhealthy temperatures I'm yeah. just like cannot stand the feeling of being hot ever well and you guys must be in a part of the world where air conditioning is not typically installed in in I no. mean like I live I live in a 
I live in a part of the world where no one should live. I live in a desert, and so every house has air conditioning pretty much. Yeah, we're not prepared mm. like, Not for every it house, here. but almost every house. Yeah. It's starting to be like that here now because everyone is uh, scared. Yeah, you guys are going to have time. the climate of Los Angeles in like 10 years, so <laughs> buckle up. If, if <laughs> even 10, maybe five, who knows? Um, yeah. For the listener, if you're listening at a different time, there was a big heat wave in the <laughs> beginning of July and uh, end of June 2021. Um, the highest temperature I recorded, I was cat sitting. I was not in my own home, which is so lovely and cool. And I wish I could have been there. But I was in a top floor, full exposure, top of a hill apartment in a little uh, heat island. So the, I think the highest temperature I recorded was right outside the window it was 115 degrees Celsius. Yeah. What? Which is so hot. Wait, and 115 the, degrees Celsius is like Sorry, over... sorry, sorry. Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit. Okay, sorry. okay, yeah. 115 degrees Fahrenheit. I have experienced that temperature in Palm Springs and the Sahara Desert. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like not uh, a temperate rainforest uh temperature and no. right now there's like city crews um raking up piles of leaves because a certain type of tree that grows oh, a lot like here them. yeah they just don't know what to do in those temperatures so they just dropped all their like healthy green leaves and it's really oh, no it's a bummer to see yeah there's, i want to go over some of the bummers oh yeah let's <laughs> let's go through all the terrible <laughs> shit that's going on i mean the last time you were on it was uh it was uh yeah, there was also it was also nightmare times that wow it just seems like everything is kind of always nightmare times these days it's funny yeah. the thing that i was really upset about is all the headlines because this was a heat wave that was the entire west coast of north america basically um so it was affecting oregon and washington and bc and yeah. California and all the headlines were like bizarre weird like just how <laughs> wacky is this and it's like okay people are dying and also we've been warned for decades so can we stop saying that this is weird yeah can you believe the scientists were right yeah, how <laughs> wacky could it get like and no it's tragic there was no preparation from the province so like yeah. an additional 600 people died because of it like big swaths of marine life, I think six, like in the billions of like fish and mussels died. So anyways, it was a great time. We fucking loved it. You can tell this is why we couldn't record an episode of our comedy podcast last <laughs> week because we were yeah. like, we're just very happy that we're alive. Yeah. And honestly, it was touch and go for Jessica for a while. Like I was mm. observing uh, through through social media and checking in via text because you were melting I think the you only slept, thing you had my, a sleep clock. The only thing my brain could do was post stories on Instagram. That was the only thing I was capable of doing. That was like the highest function. Uh, Jay wasn't doing well. I was doing relatively okay. The only thing that uh, was hard for me was breathing because. Bah, who cares? I had asthma as a child, and guess what? It's back, baby. So I now have three puffers, and that's real wow. cool. Yeah. One for each ear and one for your mouth. For my años. Um, 
But yeah, I'm thinking of just getting like three gold chains and like making it a fashion statement. Oh yeah. Like it's Mr. kind of like a throwback thing, like the nineties like like Raver. Having... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> should I should they be like big plastic chunky chains? You've got like a flavored chapstick, a, oh, a puffer, a, a, a uh a, a, a pacifier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just be on ecstasy all day long. That sounds good. Rolling. Rolling. Yeah. I want to go back to those times. Me too. Um, it's called MDMA now, though. <laughs> That's the only difference. Yeah. Well, speaking Same of thing. MDMA, um, <laughs> I'm going to get this right. You know, I dug, a, I dug a massive hole and then I threw myself into it and it's only 15 minutes into recording. So I apologize. But <laughs> Benjamin, do you have yes. a retail nightmare to share with us? Um, I do. It's 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 like nightmare adjacent. Oh, perfect. I, I think a realtor would put it as nightmare adjacent, but um, <laughs> I count. I uh, was at a wedding recently. Oh, uh, a very lucky. dear friend of mine got married in Columbus, Ohio, and this was our first like post vaccination travel. And it was post-vaccination, pre-Delta variant uh, <laughs> <laughs> travel. Uh, and, and so we, we went to Columbus, and it was very exciting to go be outside of our home for <laughs> a extended period. And my friend, the groom, is uh, Somali-American, and his father uh, came to the United States, uh, I think, like I think he got like a special high school, like an opportunity to like go to high school in the U.S. from Somalia. So he's lived here for like most of his life. But he's like, he's a hilarious guy. He has three kids, and I'm I'm friends with the older of the two. The the younger ones like in college. But um, Mahad and his sister are both dear friends. And then their dad is like, is like he's like a buddy of mine at this point because I've <laughs> I've I've been to Mahad and his sister's weddings and like seen. Below it, like all of these things, and and he's just like, he's like a fun guy to hang out with. I like walk down to the hotel lobby the morning of the wedding, and Bulo is down there, and I was like, hey, I'm going to get some coffee, and he's like, oh, I have a car, I'll drive you, and I was like, I had like walked down with the idea of like I'm going to take a walk and get a little get a little <laughs> air in my lungs and get a little exercise, but. Um, like the father of the groom has offered to drive me over to the coffee place. So I'm not going to like shut him down. <laughs> and then, so we got some coffee together and we like hung out. And then he was like, my daughter's uh, husband needs a tie for the, for the ceremony. <laughs> he, he needs a necktie. So we have to go to Macy's to buy him a tie. I'm going to buy the tie. You pick it out. Cause you know about wow. neckties. And so I like, it turned into this like shopping trip. <laughs> like <laughs> we it. went and got his car like we took his car through the car wash because like oh. he was like gonna drive to the wedding and he like wanted the car to be clean and like and the, and and we we're in this we're in this Macy's like picking out neckties and I texted the guy that was gonna wear the tie like what you know what are you wearing like what color is you know what colors are in in the mix <laughs> and uh, he's a friend so I like I knew what would look good on him. But um, I picked out a tie and Bulo goes, I'm going to get one also. And he gets the same tie. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and we walk up to the checkout and, uh, or the cash, as, uh, as you charmingly say in Canada. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I cannot let him 
show up at this wedding in the same tie as his son-in-law. Like, there's just no way <laughs> I can allow this to happen. And so, I like, I just, like, I went with, a like, a kind of jokey, busting his chops angle. And, like, he was, he was, like, he could totally receive it as, like, okay, like, maybe I shouldn't get this tie. But it was, like, <laughs> it was, the nightmare was, like, I was standing there. We had two ties in front of the, you know, the checkout. Like, the, the guy was ready to ring us up for two identical neckties. <laughs> and it was, like, I just cannot be a party to two people at the at the wedding having the same tie and I was the guy that picked them out. <laughs> so cute. I feel like for just like a couple of like maybe an hour or two, you were his son. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was kind of enjoying like playing that role. Like and I think that that was like enough of the energy that was happening there where I, I, I was just like, Bula, I just I can't let you do it, man. I can't let you <laughs> I can't let you wear the same tie as somebody else at the wedding. And and he was like, okay, all right, all right. And and he had a tie, like he had a tie with him. Like I think he was like, I think he wanted to get the tie also because he was like having fun with me and wanted to like enjoy Aww, that energy. I love him. It, it was like so a, sweet. A souvenir tie. It's like the only solution is you can't both wear the same tie or everyone has to wear that tie and it just becomes a weird theme of the yeah. wedding. <laughs> yeah, I'm just exactly. thinking it must have been a beautiful tie. Like all groomsmen wearing the same tie, I'm I'm into it. But mm -hmm. like randomly one other guy wearing the same tie, yeah, it's, it's not just right. Like, it's going to be in, you know, People magazine who wore it better, <laughs> Us Weekly. Yeah, and also exactly. it was a Marvin the Martian tie. So. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, I, I couldn't have two piano keyboard ties. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but then I, I, I told his daughter, like, the tough call that I had had to make, and she was like, thank you so much. <laughs> wow. So. so much, like, work. Yeah. yeah it was an uh, emotional labor there for you. A lot riding on that. You've just trip. experienced what it's like to be a woman. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think that like I think that there's been a lot of therapy that has prepared me for that moment because like I have done a lot of therapy in my life uh, generally and 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 especially a lot recently and I think that like the moments of confrontation like that or like potential confrontation have always been very hard for me and um I was very like proud of the managing it in a way that like didn't hurt feelings. Yeah, and, that's um, it, It's hard to do, you know. Yeah, it's not a skill that people are just just born with, you know. No, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, and it's easy to hurt feelings, especially when like emotions are as high as they are at a wedding. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like everything's riding on this to be perfect and you've traveled and like it's you know the fir your first trip i'm sure it's like a lot of people's first big thing yeah post pandemo yeah. yeah um so it worked out so it, not a nightmare in the end but it, it felt like a nightmare yeah. in in a couple of moments <laughs> <laughs> nightmare adjacent yeah absolutely it is um, for us Canadians, it is a bit surreal to hear these stories. Like I've heard, you know, Americans on other podcasts and stuff talking about traveling and yeah. weddings and stuff. And I just this morning at 1.30 a.m. booked my second vaccine appointment. So hey, that's where we're at here. <laughs> Somebody started hitting their car horn to celebrate. Thank <laughs> you. That was my, yeah, that was my hype beep, man. Beep, beep, beep. 
Yeah, uh, going to Ohio was such a shock because at that uh, moment, California hadn't opened up yet, but Ohio had Mm -hmm. and had been open for like quite a long time, actually. They were like, please visit. (laughs) Yeah, like like we went and we were like, oh, like everything is really different here. And uh, and like like we went into a uh, bar, which was like an outdoor bar like space but like we had to like enter and go you know show our ids to a security guy and he he told us that uh it was masks optional in a way that really sounded like do not fucking put a mask on once Hmm. you walk past me (laughs) (laughs) but it was like it's masks optional (laughs) Um, but yeah, like Ohio had a very different, uh, vibe. And then when we got back to California, we're like, oh, right. We have to like be careful. Yeah. (laughs) It was very instructive about how much like cultural energy informs like how we behave. And, and we've been, I think California has been like much more careful than the rest of the country, but also has had like a pretty hard time in terms yeah, of you've had the to. numbers and stuff and and the numbers are unfortunately climbing again so mm, no, no. yeah we're we're back to masks indoors after like three weeks of oh, wow they just on july 1st made masks not mandatory in indoor spaces and i don't know about you alicia like today is the 8th of july that we're recording and I've I've encountered some of that happening. Like they're not mandatory, but they're still recommended. And of yeah. course, like there's a lot of shops that say, you know, like even though they're not mandatory, we are asking that you please Absolutely, wear them yeah. like so we can feel safe. Because like a lot of the people like I'm I'm getting my vaccine early because I tagged on to Jay's and he's 42. So I'm getting mine in the 42 year old age range, oh, even though I'm 34. So basically everyone 42 and under, unless they have like a pre-existing. So the average person working in retail, yeah. you know, there's probably the median age is between 30 and 40 and they're not double vax. Yeah. Like most, right. most people working in retail, unless they have some sort of employer, like, you know, essential worker status that they've, that they've gotten it early. Like it's, I don't. They didn't get no, no one in retail got it early. No, they never did any programs like that. They did for like manufacturing, like in the industry that I work in. But um, also, you're not fully vaccinated till two weeks after. Mm-hmm. So I am as of today, uh, two weeks after my second shot. Hey. But like, what the fuck? Like, if I get still the Delta variant is here, and if I yeah. get it, and everyone still gets sick, like people are yeah. still getting sick. But the day of the mask requirement being lifted, my neighbor who was not fully vaccinated took down all the signs, went to, yeah. And I was like, we don't no one in the, like most people in the building are in their mid thirties, I would guess. And so mm-hmm. most people aren't yet vaccinated. And I just was sort of in shock at how quickly people are willing to undo this one very simple thing. Yeah. Like it's so easy to just pop on a mask I like that we don't have to wear them everywhere if we don't want to, but inside, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm wearing a mask. Especially if you're just popping into a shop for like five minutes. It's so, it's like, it's not an If I'm like going anywhere where there's people that are vulnerable, I'm putting on a mask. And like the, it was weird to see people eating on the bus yesterday Whoa, and not wearing that's masks. That's always weird to see people eating yeah. on the bus. That's not. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I'm with, I feel like the next thing that's going to happen is what's happening for you, Benjamin. Like, 
we will get shut down again because there's just it's just not over. Yeah, we're just in a little bit of a plateau and it's getting better and it's going to continuously get better. But you can't undo like a year and a half of hard work and struggle and loss. It is such a short period of time. I think it's a bad idea. The thing that's weirdest to me, I don't know if you you all have experienced this as well, but like I had some pretty like solid mask game going. And since California reopened, I don't know, like we had like a, we have like a basket. My wife and I have a, like a wicker basket at the door full of all the masks. So you can just grab one on your way out the door and the good masks have disappeared. I don't know where any of them are. (laughs) All of the like uncomfortable ones that like the ear loops are like a little too short and they like really push my ears forward. Those are the ones I can find now. And like the, the good ones are are missing. (laughs) Like what happened? Like if we're going to go back to wearing masks, I want the good ones, but I don't know where they are. Check all your pockets and all your like light jackets. Oh, every light jacket has a mask in the pocket. (laughs) Yeah, you got to. It's going to be like finding $20 bills in your in your winter coat when yeah. you when you pull it out of storage but for I, masks. <laughs> I just like this week sorted out the masks into like the pile of the uncomfortable ones and like the thicker ones that were good during the winter but and I was like I haven't worn these for so long. Got to get them out of there. But then I had the thought today I was like you see so many masks on the ground not just disposable ones but you know, cloth ones. And I was like, I have not lost a single mask. And I was like, for a time where my brain has been fried, both by the heat wave and by just like the, you know, lack of structure. I was like, I'm actually amazed that I haven't lost a mask. That is remarkable and laudable. I mean, (laughs) if I do, I'll be fucked because I, you know, (laughs) I don't want to. You just jinxed yourself and tomorrow the basket's going to be empty. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Mine's in a plant pot. Do you guys want to hear my retail nightmare? Yes. Lay it on us. Okay, so I have developed more anxiety. Uh, I will be one of those numbers of people like uh, that developed more anxiety over the pandemic. And it's it's like all over the place. Like I went for a swim the other day and I was like, I think I'm afraid of this rock I'm standing on. I'm very high up. I don't like heights suddenly. Like I haven't done anything for a year. And so that's part of it. And then... I also have decision-making fatigue. So at the beginning of the pandemic, this happened too, where I just felt very overwhelmed with the lifestyle change and like ordering groceries and doing things that I've never done before and the fear of death. (laughs) (laughs) It's fair. Uh, Yeah. And I don't have a sounding board. I have a 20-pound poodle. And um, I think that's part of it is I just like, we'll just think uh, the same thing over and over again until I try and figure out what to do. And that's paired with uh, invasive, intrusive thoughts, which are disturbing. So it's it's great. I love it. Um, and there was the heat wave on Saturday of the heat wave, the fir- kind of the first official day. I witnessed a lot of people not being super smart. And that's because they haven't grown up in hot climates. And I have grown up in a hot climate. Like Montreal is terrible in the summer. We're equipped for it. We have air conditioning. We have thin clothes. We know not to do anything. No one in Montreal goes for a fucking run when it's, you know, plus 30 <laughs> No one does that. You don't have to worry that like someone's going to leave their dog outside because they know you can't do that. Um, So I start getting these like very like, like things I can't control uh, thoughts and they start to snowball by Sunday night. I'm starting to worry. My apartment's getting a little bit hot. Um, Not too bad, but I'm worried about the dog because he's becoming a bit listless because it's hot. And at two in the morning, the dog gets up and he just, throws up oh. and oh, it's buddy. not not unusual for a dog to do 
But that's my brain kind of just a little tiny switch that was being held down by like just the the thinnest bit of scotch tape started to roll up and the switch flipped on. (laughs) And I started looking for a hotel room at 2 a.m. By 4 a.m. I found two options. One was is like wasn't a great part of town for a dog to be in. And they had to be within a within my price range because like, yeah, there was lots of five hundred dollar a night room is available. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I cannot afford three nights uh, for $500 uh, just to keep my dog cold. And uh, so I settled on Hotel Vancouver, which is a lovely hotel that has fair pricing. And it's like a historic hotel. It's beautiful. And because it has a special pricing because it's COVID, it's not like normally $215 a night, which is un- uncomfortable, but could swing it. Uh, to not die in a heat wave. Um, right. Small price to pay for. <laughs> yeah. And I used, uh, I used one of those booking systems. I forget what it's called, but it's a really famous one. And I just wanted to double check before the room that I actually was going to get was like $185 a night. And I was like, okay, that's great. Let's do this. Uh, the dog will be cold. I can work there. It will be weird to work in a hotel for three days, but seems like the smart thing to do. Uh, and also, I was like, don't post it on social media because it's very <laughs> triggering to post that sort of uh, privilege. So I had all these rules. I I called this place just to make sure that the room really was available because I kept kind of seeing like that it wasn't available on the website and then it was. And I got the worst customer service I've ever had. Like just I explained to him the situation and he's like, well, let me just look at that for you. And I was like, no, I'm like, no, I'm looking at it. And I just want to confirm that the room's available. But the way that they set up their staff for success is very minimal. And I almost, because I am so anxious and so frustrated, because he's like, he's like, well, I can give you a king room for this much money. I'm like, no, but what about the queen room that's cheaper? <laughs> uh, so in the end, I the room that I want disappears. And oh, uh, it's okay. Like, I'm still in that, like, zone of, like, this is what I'm doing. I've made the decision. The, the flip was, the the switch was flipped and I booked the king room for just two nights I was like because I looked it was like also flipping back and forth between the ever-changing temperature calendar and I'm like sweating and uh I booked the room and I'm like the decision is made there's no going back I start working my ass off to catch up on work stuff and at 11 o'clock I get a call from the Fairmont and it's like the loveliest person and she's like I have something terrible to tell you <laughs> the hotel uh. has melted <laughs> yeah the hotel has melted and she said um there was a, a system error that allowed for the hotel to book rooms that weren't available so yeah, there's no room uh. <laughs> there's no room and it's actually was a, this huge weight was lifted off my shoulders because i knew through a friend that works there that the air conditioning was really struggling with the temperatures outside. It's just couldn't keep yeah. up with how right. hot it was. Like air conditioning units were breaking down in, in the hotel. Jade, our past guest who works for the Fairmont, said that they, one of the hotels in Vancouver had a 200-person lineup. Oh, my gosh. Um, just to get in. And another friend of mine, I think getting into the Delta, took them five hours. Whoa. And so the only reason I was doing this is because of the dog. And my I have this like anxiety around the dog. So I felt this relief. And then I like, coped with like how hot the apartment got, which was not as hot as most people's places. But I felt really bad for the staff at that hotel. 
Yeah. yeah. I felt bad for everyone who had to work through that. Like, yeah. you know, we get snow days. Can we not get heat wave days too, please? Like, I understand. Having to place those calls like, hey, your room yeah. doesn't. Ugh. Like, how much abuse did that person get? Oh, and she wasn't even in that part. Like, normally she was she worked in HR. That's how short staffed hotels are. Oh, wow. is that they had people in HR calling. Oh, my wow. God. Um, because hotels aren't equipped for full Emergencies. tourism. Yeah. Yeah. We, I walked through that exact hotel maybe two weeks ago, and it's like a ghost town. And then it was fully booked. And it was fully booked with pet owners. Mm. So those, it would have been like such a wild and bad experience to have a reactive, yeah. anxious dog. Not reactive, but like anxious and, and nervous and barky uh, trying to check into a hotel surrounded by other dogs. <laughs> Yeah. So in the end, you know what? I learned a lot about my my anxiety. <laughs> I uh, learned a lot about uh, decision making, and I will definitely get a portable air conditioning unit or the next time. I uh, throughout the heat wave, what I learned is things that I always thought were negatives about my situation are actually in your positives. Right? Yeah, because in the spring when the leaves come on the trees where I live, we get like no light whatsoever. But I was like, love you, trees. Thank you <laughs> for keeping me cool. And like, I love plants. I love growing things. I would love to have a garden. But, you know, there's no light in this place and I've now lived here for like 11 years and I'm it's very hard to keep any plants alive and I now I'm like I don't care I'm happy this is <laughs> it's worth it like I would rather have a cool apartment that I can survive in than a bunch of you know thriving monstera plants mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. And everyone, you know, it's the ground floor and it's a studio apartment. And I'm like, nope, that's good. It's small. You, you love it that every time somebody comes over, they're like, hey, cool apartment. Yeah. And I'm like, literally, it's literally. <laughs> Thermally. Thermally cool. Yeah. I feel the same way about mine, too. It's a ground yeah. floor. And like, it's kind of I had in mind that when a unit would be became available upstairs, I'd move upstairs. And then I started hearing how hot they get in just a normal summer. Yeah. And uh, no, I love it. I just got more lamps. Yes, yeah, stay no cool. Problem. Yeah, Jessica, do you have a retail nightmare? I have a retail dream. What? That wow. is hidden within a nightmare. It's like a, <laughs> a it's weird. Like an I was mm. going to say, what? although it's like all a scotch, of the is good. <laughs> a scotch yeah. egg is that what they're called? Like uh -huh. a weird. That's good. I don't know. I've never eaten one. I feel like they, they have meat, meat in them. Yeah, they're right. Meat. Okay. They They're seem a meat intense. Thing, yeah. yeah. Um, they are intense. They're good, though. They yeah. seem impossible. Dense. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've watched people eat them in train stations and stuff and been like, enjoy. <laughs> I'll walk away from you. They, they eat them on the bus. They bring a microwave to heat them up on the bus. It plugs into the uh, lighter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am pet sitting right now. Not the pet sitting that I was doing during the heat wave, but when that ended... I immediately started doing another pet sitting, which I will talk about for Pup of the Week. Um, but my friend who I'm looking after, her cat, for some reason, I didn't think that she had a, a litter mat because the litter from like the cat is very clean, but there was litter being tracked into the rest of the apartment. So every day I was going over there and sweeping and I was like, this is not fun. I'll go to the pet store and just buy a little litter mat. 
So I did that yesterday. It's just a block away from where she lives. I was like, this will be fun and easy. It was chaos in the pet store. I guess like everyone had their dog there and everyone seems like these are new dogs to them. Like everyone got a dog during the pandemic. Oh, right. um, no one has had a proper way to train them or socialize them. And they're all, it's overstimulation. There's one uh, cashier open and she was so overwhelmed. There was a senior who had like a bunch of open bags of dog treats and he wanted to return them all. He had no <laughs> receipt. <laughs> and, I swear, I bought them here. He's still eating them. <laughs> I didn't like these ones. Um, and there's he had a dog, which was a very chubby chihuahua who was just not... It was it was upsetting because he just like wouldn't stop barking. It was just like constant barking. And then the the owner would give the dog a treat. And then I was like, why are you giving it treats right now? Like it's it's behaving badly. And I was like timing how long it would take since after the dog would stop. Wait, was he the giving treat. him the treats that he was trying to return? I wasn't paying full attention to this, <laughs> and I'll tell you why in a second. But it was about like 10 to 15 seconds after the dog finished the treat before he'd start like barking like a maniac again. And I was just like, this is chaos. The treat was buying time. <sighs> Not enough. Um, <laughs> but there was uh, a very long lineup behind me. It was about like, I think, 12 people. There was a woman in front of me, though, who had a five-month-old husky who was doing so good, trying so hard, but was really overwhelmed as well, but, like, wasn't barking, was just, like, sort of moving around a lot, and the woman was about my size. Like, she was small, and I was like, how big is that dog going to get? And she's like, probably double the size it is now, and I was like, you better start, like, working out because that dog (laughs) is going to get so strong, and you can barely hold on to it now. And she, yeah, she was just like, can I bother you to pick that squirrel toy up on the ground behind you? Because I was trying to figure out what this dog wanted. And so I picked it up and the dog, I was about to hand it to her. And then the dog grabbed it out of my hand and started like shaking it with his head. And I was like, okay, great toy. It's like training, (laughs) training for murdering squirrels. But the chihuahua that was in front of this five-month-old husky was not that much bigger than the squirrel. So I was like, <laughs> you're doing so good that you're taking it on this toy when I know you want to murder this chihuahua. <laughs> and I think we all do at this point in line because it was just so piercing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, it was just it was a dream that I got to try and distract this husky dog and like just roll our eyes together at how chaotic it was in there and how ridiculously long everything was taking. And it was weird because some of the people in that line were not wearing masks. And I was just like, "What? what's your deals? <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel comfortable in here? I don't think anyone does. Was the staff wearing masks? Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. It was just uh, intense. I was like, oh, I'll just stop in here. It'll It'll be just a quick thing I'll pick up. And then it was just like, It was chaos. Like, it was actual chaos. And I was just like, I'm glad everyone has a pet. I don't know if the pets are (laughs) happy or what. No, it's like they don't want to be in the store. No. And I was like, is this the best place for them all to be at once? Ben, do you take your dog to stores often? He does go into stores occasionally. Like, um, mostly uh, pet stores are kind of hard because they do really flip a lot of uh, yeah. excitement switches for him yeah, but same. um yeah like if we if we're gonna go into a, a retail store i if i'm with my partner 
you know, one or the other of us will go in first and ask if it's all right. And then whoever's managing the leash will, will follow if, if, if the proprietor is okay with it. So we try to, we try to clear it with uh, whoever's working there before we do. But he's also, I don't know if this is true of Vancouver, but like almost every store that is dog friendly here, they'll have like a jar of dog treats Mm -hmm. uh, behind the counter Mm -hmm. and he knows that so whenever we go in a place he puts his paws up on the counter like he's shopping (laughs) and (laughs) and, uh, you know tries to charm a treat out of whoever uh, we're talking to so um, that's really cute but also like really bad behavior (laughs) to encourage so uh, you know I, I feel a little bit weird about it and then I also feel like weird and and scared to like tie him up outside. Yeah, I've, I've heard of people getting dogs stolen, and I would uh, not want to go on if he got stolen. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've all seen the movie Beethoven. We don't want an evil band of dog nappers to do, do genetic experiments. Mm-mm. But I forgot <laughs> the end of the story. Finally, they opened a second cash register, and the woman who's ahead of me with the husky at this point her dog had a bone in his mouth which i think she had (laughs) either the dog grabbed or she was like here just take this like and then because the line sort of like doubled back on itself there were two women in line who were like narking on the woman with the husky being like the dog has a bone in its mouth to the cashier and they what? just kept saying it. And the woman was like, I know. I told her she's rung it up. And she just kept saying, the dog has a bone in his mouth. And it was like, it was what one of those. What? It wasn't even a bone. It was one of those like, you know, dentist sticks or whatever. And I was just like, chill out. Like, do we really need more yelling on top of this chaos? Like, like let I a dog it. have a bone already. You know, <laughs> We all deserve a treat. Yeah. Also, it's adorable when dogs steal stuff. Yeah. I've had to pay for a a few things because Hank is like, I'm going to eat this. And I'm like, what? Because there's a lot of low hanging fruit. Yeah, they do it on purpose. They totally put like the bully sticks down at at snout level. (laughs) It's like impulse purchases at the grocery store. But like also it's pet smart. (laughs) Like who are these women who are like narcs who are like, um, that's three dollars that your dog's trying to steal from Uh. a giant corporation made from like. What I don't know, like compressed chicken meat. Like it's like chill the fuck out. <laughs> That's what I'm made out of. <laughs> Should we do some segments? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Should we kick it off with a grandfather reaction? Yeah. I really wanted to do grandfather reaction because I I listened to the show. I've heard so many people react. And I also, uh, (laughs) I'm a, I'm a Patreon of the show. So I know that I can technically go look at the grandfather 
if I want, but I I just feel like I want to react. I want to. I, yeah. I don't want my react not to be recorded. Yeah, I mean, I respect that. Um, <laughs> you want you want it to be a genuine grandfather react. So yeah. if, you, if you've never listened to the show before, uh, this is the segment where I show our guest a photo of my uh, late grandfather. He died in the 80s. So like, it's not tragic anymore or anything. Uh, <laughs> no, no real uh, sentimental attachment. And you have some misgivings about the way this man led his life. too. Yeah, not a good guy. Like genuinely, you could ask anyone in my family living <laughs> and it's a French Canadian family. So there's a lot of them. Everyone would be like, oh, yeah, bad guy. He's a bad guy. I guess uh, all I can say is like, thanks for the jizz, dude. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Mad preach for the jizz. Uh, and with that, here we go. Here's here's what he looks like. <laughs> oh, it's so much better than I hoped. Uh, man, he, he really does have uh, Freddy energy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like... It's like a blurry enough photo that I feel like you could like leave it somewhere and pe somebody might think it was Freddy and like, oh, weird that you have a Freddy photo that's not really in focus. Yeah. It's like, I really should make a better version of this because I think I just took a picture of like a glossy print of a photo and I yeah. have the photo here in my home in like a you know, a shoebox full of old photos and I could just scan it and then you could see in a more higher definition, how even closer to Freddy Krueger he looks than, <laughs> than in this blurry side-by-side -side comparison. But it's, yeah, I, I don't know why I keep putting that off. Oh, I can't imagine. I have a photo in my phone that is uh, a candid shot from a party in like 1962 where my dad, who I think was like 19 or 20 at the time, is one of the people in the photo. It's just a group of people at a party and he's like picking up a hors d'oeuvre off of a tray and his head is like bent down a little bit because he's looking at the food. And because you can't quite see his face, it just looks like a picture of me in 1962. Oh, weird. Picking up an hors d'oeuvre off the tray. Like, the weirdest thing is, like, the way his, his hand is angled is, like, I don't know. Like, I see photos of myself, and I'm always like, why is my hand so weird? Like, why do I hold <laughs> my hands weird like that all the time? And I've, I've showed this picture to, like, dozens of people, and anybody that, like, has been around me a little bit is like, oh, this is a weird picture of you. And oh, then I'm like, weird. that's not me. <laughs> Time traveler. Yeah, yeah. But if I had a picture of me looking like Freddie, I mean, woof. That I mean, would be really then exciting. You'd be set for life. Anyway, yeah. this is my grandfather. <laughs> this this was him. This was his deal. He's more dapper than I pictured hearing the the segment yeah. uh, over and over again. He's he's wearing a suit and a tie. Yeah, and a fedora. <laughs> and a fedora. And he's got a cigar and like a like little... a plastic cup of beer, maybe. I think it was probably a highball, but oh, okay. uh, yeah. I mean, this was a guy who spent most of his golden years at the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> so, and not classy. with the children he abandoned. Classy guy, no. <laughs> 
all eight of them. Uh, anyway, uh, say I goodbye. I also like that we get to see the uh, the title of the JPEG uh, here on the podcast. Grandfatherreaction.jpg from my folder, <laughs> podcast photos, because I Fun. need to have it uh, on hand every week, just in case. Just in um, case. Yeah, okay. Bye-bye, Grandpa. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Au revoir. Bye. Au revoir. A bientot. Uh, <laughs> how do you say uh, burn in hell in French? Uh, uh, tabernacle. Something à l'enfer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, that's Grandfather Reaction. Wow. <laughs> Should we do two loops? Delivered. First? Stop podcasting yourself? Oh, yeah. It's two on your show it's too good for you shit piss fuck um what's <laughs> <laughs> that blink 182 song this may not be too lewd for stop podcasting yourself but i uh there's an experience i had in uh in manhattan many years ago oh. i went to college there and lived in New York for, I lived in New York for 15 years. And I was uh, once in kind of on the eastern side of Greenwich Village, uh, looking in a window at a shoe store. I was looking at some shoes in the in the shop window. And Charlotte was buying them and a guy was horny and for And James Urbaniak was jizzing his <laughs> pants. <laughs> so sorry to interrupt your story sorry, about buying that's shoes. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking too. I knew it. <laughs> it's my favorite episode. I don't, I don't know. I, when all, all of that went over my head, but I'm sure. <laughs> it's the best episode. James Urbaniak plays this amazing role. He's like a shoe salesman with a foot fetish who keeps giving oh. Charlotte expensive free shoes, but... Uh, uh, oh, this is a Sex in the City episode. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, he keeps uh, reacting more and more extremely every time she tries them on and it gets to yeah. the point uh, where she's like, I can't do this anymore. And he's like, fair. Uh, well, that would have been more Midtown. This was like downtown where the like, cool kids yeah, live. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Uh, I was just like looking at some sneakers or something and something about uh, a woman walking behind me on the sidewalk caught my eye because like the like my focus shifted from through the window to the reflection I was seeing in the window. And this woman was walking by with like a big like 32 ounce smoothie. And oh, wow. like, and not like a, not like a juice, but like a thick smoothie. And she tripped on like an <gasps> uneven oh, no. uh, piece of pavement. She didn't fall over, but she, she did lose the smoothie and ah. it splattered all over the sidewalk. And I turned around just like reacting to it, like, you know, see if she's okay or whatever. There's not a, not an uh, unstable looking person. She looked like. A, you know, she was probably in her 30s, looked like she probably was a working professional of some kind. She was in a pantsuit. <laughs> and this smoothie is all over the sidewalk. And she gets down on all fours and <gasps> sucked it up. She put her lips to the pavement and sucked up as much of the smoothie as she could get. Oh my wow. gosh. And uh, it's just something I've thought about. Like, I've been thinking about this for 20 years now. And wow. it's like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. That's like the Simpsons oh. episode where they go to New York and Bart licks the subway pole. And he's like, <laughs> I'm in way over my head here. 
Yeah, yeah. But in well, real life. In real life. And nothing that, could have prepared me for that. Yeah, not precisely lewd, but I also don't really think that Dave would cue that call up if I'd uh, called it into no. stop podcasting yourself. That's I think dark. New Dave would. <laughs> Post-pandemic yeah, Dave's, Dave would. Dave's changed. He's, oh, yeah, he's yeah. Changed. It's like, he's like an agent of chaos now. <laughs> That's Wow. Um, Wow, I, I, so I can't much follow to that. Think about now. Yeah. I'm like, want to know, like, if she's okay. Like, did anything bad come of that? Does that is yeah. that her thing that she does every day? She waits until someone can see her reflection <laughs> in the shoe. Get a load of this. Yeah, I don't know. Every morning, she makes her big smoothie. <laughs> yeah. Well, she'd have to be a working professional to be able to afford a 32 ounce smoothie. But right. she still lives in New York, so that's like. It's probably still a costly thing to just lose. Yeah, yeah like this is like eleven dollars worth of blended fruit. That's forty bucks at Dean and Deluca. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, more questions for you. Um, <laughs> so many more questions. Uh, recently, there's like this video going around on social media. And it's really funny. It's this older man talking about people wearing flip flops and this discussion of people in visiting New York should not wear flip-flops. Like just as a heads up, it's not a city you should wear flip-flops in. And I was, I think about uh, the time that I was there most recently and I did not wear open toed shoes, but everything I owned was constantly like, it was so sweaty and so dirty that (laughs) I returned from the trip and I have an article of clothing that is completely altered from the amount of dirt and sweat that it had to absorb. <laughs> and I still have it because it's like this very beautiful skirt. And uh, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to keep it. Maybe I'll have one made just like it. Right. But even the fabric, like the molecular composition of the fabric, I think was permanently <laughs> altered. Babe. And like, I love New York. I can't wait to get back there. I can't wait to be filthy. But like, I saw a cockroach in New York that was using a crosswalk. Like it's. Yeah. Um, They're smart. Yeah, they are smart. Like it's a, it's. A very dirty city because it's you know one of the busiest cities in the world. And I mean, any large you city that size in is... no city could I ever imagine myself slurping anything up off the ground. No, even, yeah. not you know, even like Tokyo, but like New York which is would be incredibly like the... clean. Yeah, <laughs> did she make eye contact with you when she was slurping it up <laughs> and say, no, she... "Do you like this?" <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Daddy. It's... The, the like, rules of engagement with people on the street in New York are also very, like, subtle and specific. And so, like, if you're, if you don't have, like, cause to talk to somebody, typically don't. And, okay. like, she didn't seem like she was in distress. She knew what she was doing. She was making a, a choice that I wouldn't make, but... Um, Do you think that she had, like, somehow done the, the math... And that if she only sucked up a certain amount and didn't let her lips touch the sidewalk, she was just sucking up pure smoothie. Well, yeah, you said it was thick. So yeah, it was if she's thick. like the top layer. Like if she's getting just the top layer, she can save some of it. Like if there's avocado in that, that's like a... Right. A, quite a, a, I don't know, uh, architectural... <laughs> it's one of the weirdest stories ever told on the podcast. There's no I doubt. Mean, as yeah. a, I mean, I hate seeing food go to waste. Like oh, I, I it. it pains me. And it's also like a dangerous mess to leave because you could really easily it's slip slippery. in it. But like also, if something goes on the ground, I'm like, that belongs to the bugs and the right, rats yeah. and the crows now and the seagulls. Yeah. Like that's pizza I'm, rat can enjoy this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like pizza squirrel pizza it. and like it'll become a beautiful, you know, viral meme <laughs> for know. generations to enjoy. If only that had been in the era of, like that that predated <laughs> the smartphone. I could I could have mm. been famous just yeah. making a video of that. 
she could have been famous. There could have been like a think piece done being yeah. like 20 years later. We could have gone on a talk woman. show. <laughs> yeah. Ellen would have had you on because that's yeah. all that yeah. it took. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. I was yeah. going to say Ellen, but then I was like, I don't know. Like, what does Ellen exist anymore? I'm not, I'm not no. clear on. The show is done, right? She's been wiped uh, from, <laughs> from She's been consciousness. Sucked from television like smoothie off of a sidewalk. Oh god. So <laughs> weird. Wow, 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 wow. I I mean this is reminding me this is not I don't think this is too lewd for stop podcasting yourself, but I also am gonna allow it uh, because <laughs> I'm telling it. Um when I was in Japan, I guess when was that, 2017? It was extremely hot. Uh, and I discovered this type of uh, iced treat, which I guess mm. it was like balls of maybe like sorbet that you would get them mm. at the convenience store. But it was like came in a little pouch, almost like a Capri Sun pouch um, that was resealable. Like you were going to just <laughs> not have them all. But they were, yeah, they were just like little balls, but they were like cool and refreshing. But it was so hot that if you were to drop one on the sidewalk and they were also like melting and slippery, it would just melt right before your eyes. Uh, wow. And I, I did that. I dropped one and a, a cockroach came out and immediately started um, drinking <laughs> the melting <laughs> sorbet. <laughs> and it was so cute. And I was quite drunk <laughs> also because you can just get alcohol at the convenience store at any hour of the day there it's a magical magical place um and so i got down on the ground and posed with it smiling so happy with my face right close up to this little friend um and i remember being like these photos are so like i'm i look truly so happy like i'm just like oh and my eyes are also sort of like glowing but it was, uh, yeah, I remember being like, wow, this is the most beautiful photo I've ever seen. And to this day, I still haven't uh, posted it online. But this is a perfect thing that I can uh, dig up and put on the Patreon Show for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Amazing. Should we do bullion business? Yeah. Bullion business. Bullion business. Bullion business. Okay. Uh, How many oh, times yeah. have we done bullion business? I don't know. Well, <laughs> like there, twice? we went through a phase. It's hard to say. My brain is fried. Um, I always forget that it's not about broth. I mean, it could be. If we if Ben so decides to just like go in that direction, we can make this all about soup. Uh, yeah. Well, I do I was have actually... a, gold, a gold complaint. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, wow. Okay. Well, let's, Gold let's... doesn't get enough criticism these days. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why so soft? Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but let's let's hear uh what what uh. Well, what this direction? is like a, a food tip that I've been excited about for like the oh. last year or so, which is oh. like I've always like I I love watching cooking shows and. You know, they are always admonishing you like, oh, save the bottom of your onions and your celery and mm -hmm. we'll, and you'll make chicken broth with them later and uh, or whatever broth you're going to make. And I've always been like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll buy the broth at the store in the in the carton 
mm-hmm. like a human. <laughs> uh, but I, I finally did it, uh, but uh, only when after my uh, my co-host on my Star Trek podcast, The Greatest Generation, Adam Pranica, told me, you make the broth and then you reduce it. And so what I've been doing is I if I have a chicken or if I've cut up a bunch of vegetables and I have like the rest of them, you know, or like the, you know, the stuff I, I would otherwise throw away, I just throw it in the freezer in a resealable bag and then like... I'll, you know, every two months or so make the broth where you just throw everything in the pot with water and you just cook it for a while to leach the flavors into the water and then you strain it and then you cook it down till there's like almost nothing in the pot. And then you put that in like a squeeze bottle in your fridge and you just have like flavor goo. And and it's just, it's like, it's like changed my cooking because like I'll be like making rice and I'll be like, oh, I have some flavor goo (gasps) squirt and not that much. And it, and it will just, it just makes it a little bit better. So it's like, it's like bouillon, I think, because it's like, it's like the, it's like the concentrated broth. Totally. But, um... Oh man, I I'm just so excited about it, and I like I've been telling everybody I know because it's like really easy to do, and it like yeah. totally makes stuff taste good. <laughs> and it like fits in it. with my whole like use every single part of everything and like yeah. get as much out of it as you can. And then like you can still you know after you've made your broth, you can still compost all that stuff. But like you've right. gotten like the the good the goo. essence out of yeah. it. Yeah, like that part of the onion with the little like hairy like the the yeah, base the like roots. the root. The nipple. Yeah. You can use that <laughs> That's in what this. That's my nipples look like. <laughs> Just like yeah, I imagine them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They've got like tentacles that reach mm-hmm. out and grab things. It's a nightmare. <laughs> that sounds delicious. How long does the flavor goo last? Uh so I I've done it like five or six times now with like the chicken bits and celery and carrots and onions and i would say that i'm probably getting through it in about a month or a month and a half the amount that i make and how do you know it doesn't go bad um you just taste it if it if it like i like smell yeah yeah if it if it smells and tastes okay i assume it's all right and also if it's like going into like some rice peel off like it's gonna boil so if it tastes okay before i mean i don't know i maybe i'm maybe somebody will write in and tell me i'm like breaking some like cardinal rule of food safety that i don't I know just about but don't have a lot of luck with like you're boldly going getting through stuff so i could freeze it yeah and yeah you could yeah, ice cube tray yeah. would totally mm-hmm. work and and that uh that's actually how adam does it uh and that's how it was recommended to me but you're an innovator i only have ice cube trays for like cocktail ice and yeah. what about like, your ice machine i don't want them to yeah well i could put it in that but i don't want my uh my <laughs> no. iced coffee in the morning to taste like chicken yeah <laughs> in the summer have... do you just do iced coffees uh i do iced coffee year round because la is too hot yeah okay makes true. sense checks out I don't have any bullion business that's soup related. <laughs> I have ice machine business, <laughs> which oh. this is now morphing into. Um, <laughs> during the heat wave, I was staying at my friend, former guest, uh, Sarah Holmberg's apartment, looking at new apartment. Uh, her and her partner, Donald, moved into a place during the pandemic. So I hadn't been there yet. But um, cat sitting are god cats, Oprah and Otto. You know, they <laughs> gave us a tour the day before they left to show us everything. And one of the 
amazing things about the place is this huge fridge. And it's one of those ones that has like fridge on one side, freezer on the other side. And it has a built-in ice machine. And like, that is, that is like such a- That's living. That's living. And what a perfect thing to have during a heat wave. However, I didn't realize that it can be so hot uh, (laughs) that the freezer and the ice machine uh, just give up. And they're like, no, I can't do it. It was taking two hours, I think, to make- eight ice cubes, which like, you know, we would go through in five minutes just from melting. Um, But here's my hack, which is (laughs) totally not related to bullion at all. If you're in a heat wave and you're trying to, you know, conserve opening your fridge or freezer or, you know, cooling down, get your insulated thermoses because the ice will stay frozen in there and you just keep adding water and then it stays cold. I did that on, on, I think, day two, and it was a game changer because we were finally able to store up enough ice that we weren't just using it as each one would drop down. And I'd be like, thank you, Ice Lord, like for this <laughs> cooling treat. Uh, but yeah, that was like the one smart thing my fried brain could think oh, of. Oh, man. And the ice that has been like rewatered several times gets to this amazing texture where it's like the shape of an ice cube, but it's like, it's like almost hollow or yeah, like, it's, it's like, like the crystal structure ice. of an ice cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Well, I Ugh. found, I found out also that I like learned so many tips and life hacks. And I, I think I've changed my um, Instagram bio now to say that I'm a bath coach because <laughs> that's, I've decided that's what I, I'm a salad influencer and I'm a bath coach. Um, wow. Be, because I got Jay to take a cold bath for the first time in his life. And I was like, you know how you always say that baths make you too cold and how you'd never want to take them. Wouldn't it be great if you were too cold right now? Yeah. Isn't that because like 90% of his body cannot be underwater because he's so exactly, tall? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, but then we like spiced it up even more and made it a cold bath. Too lewd for a stop podcasting yourself. It is too lewd. Um, <laughs> hey, wait, that was the previous segment. We can't do that. <laughs> it's all a blur now. Um, I learned that like different cats have different things they will allow you to do. Oprah didn't want an ice pack, even if it was wrapped in a in a napkin, but she would allow you to pet her with an ice cube in your hand, <laughs> which you would think like at a certain point, it wasn't that hot and it was you know like burning your hand with the cold like holding an ice cube until it melts is intense but then it got to the point where i was just putting like full on ice in my armpits and like on my crotch directly and i was like (laughs) i feel like i'm putting myself into like a controlled coma you know when you see on like that's the dream er or whatever but yeah, so that's my tip. Sometimes you can pet an animal with an ice cube until it melts, like all the way. Like I just fully bathed that cat. <laughs> so that's my bullion business, I guess. Pretty great. <laughs> Made cat soup. Is it time for Pup of the Week? I think so. Okay. Pup of the Week. Benjamin. Yes. Who is your Pupo of the Week? Well... Jessica, I'm glad you asked. My puppo <laughs> is Darwin the dog. Aww. Multiple puppo of the week uh, uh, title holder <laughs> on this show, which is one of my proudest achievements as Aww. a dog owner. 
uh, for Fourth of July. Uh, we live in a part of Los Angeles that is very enthusiastic about its fireworks, and mm. Darwin is not enthusiastic about its fireworks. And I am also uh, a PTSD sufferer, so they don't uh, wash for me. So we got out of town and we went up to the Russian River uh, over that weekend with him. And my wife said it uh, really, I mean, I never fell out of love with, but she said we were like falling, falling in love with him all over again. And it was just so great because we were in these like, uh, in this like quiet Airbnb and like we would take him down to the river and throw like a crappy Nerf football in the water and he would like run after it and he's never had many opportunities to go swimming before and like he's been in like a backyard with a pool in it a few times and like he I knew he could swim because I would like take him into the pool but he would be like fuck this I want to get out of this pool as fast as possible Mm -hmm. but with the river like he you know it was like a shallow like chill river and he you know he could get out of it anywhere and so he was like it, it was like we hit, we spent this like totally magical day uh, just throwing this for, for hours. We were throwing this football oh, <laughs> into the water and he was getting more and more confident with it. And like, <laughs> and we were like, at a certain point we were like, okay, like we've thrown this ball enough times. We want to go. And he was like so mad that we wanted to leave because he just wanted to keep swimming. <laughs> That's so relatable. I, yeah. I am that person in any body of water. I'm like, why it's the best why would we leave why why don't we do this every day why can't we live in here yeah how many times do you think you threw the ball extra just because you felt so oh easily two dozen more times yeah (laughs) like it was uh there was some like constraints on how many times because we we found this nerf like this nerf (laughs) football was on the bank of the river when we got down there so i was like oh I'll, i'll throw this in the water and see if he wants to go get it uh but it was already pretty messed up by the time we found it and like little bits kept falling oh, no. off of it so it was like getting littler and littler and like less able to float in the water so it was also just like ah, i kind of feel like we're like making a mess biodegradable <laughs> <laughs> right i'm right? sure it, yeah it's that like eco nerf <laughs> yeah green nerf, green nerf. That's so lovely. And I'm so happy you were able to have like just the opposite uh, experience of horrible fireworks, you know. Yeah, it was like taking over. And and, like it's so funny because like a dog just like, you know, he didn't know what he was not being subjected to. He just Mm -hmm. thought he was having a great time. Yeah. Uh, I kept saying to him, like, man, you don't know what you're missing (laughs) (laughs) right now. Um, but uh, it was really great and if you ever have a chance to throw a ball for a dog into a body of water i highly encourage very very fun thing to do one of the best yeah and if you have uh any opportunity to boycott any like overly patriotic holidays yes also do that (laughs) yeah it is it is great uh we canceled canada day here recently and oh boy (laughs) let's keep that going it's a great tradition like i'm not much for tradition but this is one i can really get behind like please let's forever. shoot some fireworks to celebrate the cancellation of <laughs> oh wait <laughs> Shit. what's the opposite can we have yeah. like a quiet just like you know like a a cloud of quiet that descends over the world please yeah <laughs> that's like a horror movie sorry i don't want it to be like that um 
Alicia, who is your Papa of the Week? My Papa of the Week is Hank. He has been sleeping at my feet this entire time, oh. and he ha- he was making the funniest dream noises and snoring noises at the same time. <laughs> it was so cute. I uh, really wanted to just watch him the entire time. Jessica, Aww. who's your Papa? Uh, my Papa of the Week is Kiki the Kitten, who I'm currently looking after. Um <gasps> She belongs to my friend, Jen. Uh, She adopted her during the pandemic. And I think it's like a a first cat for her. And I think she really won the cat lottery. She's she's a magical little kitten. She's so friendly. Like I had never actually met her before I agreed to do this cat sitting. And Jen had also left before, like I was the second cat sitter coming into this. So like, I just like had the keys and I just like walked in and immediately, like I was just like a stranger in Kiki's home. And she was just like (laughs) immediately purring and rubbing herself all over me. And she's just like, she's so affectionate. She's just over a year. Um, And she really is unique looking. She has like these beautiful, like green within green eyes. And then she's like a tabby, but mostly just spots and she has them all over her belly and she's sort of like less gray black tabby, but more brown. So it's, she's just like, she's quite unique and I love her so much. And my friend Jen was supposed to be back today, but her car broke down on her way oh, no. back. So she's having to wait until her car can get fixed. And Damn. she was stranded on the middle of the highway in the middle of nowhere with her two kids and no cell reception and a stranger rescued them and got them to a place where they were able to call a tow truck. And so whoever that stranger is, is also my pup of the week because you rescued my friend and her kids. And that could have been bad because it was very hot and smoky out. So pupo status. Yeah. Achieved. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Unlocked. You're a stranger and like you got some good karma coming to you. Whoever they probably listen to the show though. I hope so. If you if you rescued three people in, in the middle of the highway outside of Nelson, you're a puppo. <laughs> yeah. So this brings us to the end of the podcast. Benjamin, uh, if people want to listen to KPod 101.3, how do they do that? <laughs> uh, I think if you search for it in almost any podcast oh. <laughs> app, it should show up. It's got two Ds, K-P-O-D-D, which is because when we uh, started it, we... Uh, we're like, oh, we should probably check if there is actually a radio station <laughs> yeah. with those call letters. And there totally is. It's like a country station in Central California. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like a, like we're, we're, so the premise of the show is that my character and uh, my partner, Dan Kennedy's character, were suspended from the air for six months for uh, partying on air. Like, too lewd. Uh, they, they, yeah, they were too lewd for, for TV. <laughs> and uh, they are now back after having spent six months in like rehab and like uh, going to therapy and stuff. So they're like morning DJs who have been um, taught some like lessons about how to like engage in self-reflection. <laughs> and, and so they're like starting to realize that they're... Uh, they they do a bad thing and are trying to like they're, part they're of trying the to like find themselves despite what they do for a living and uh, the hijinks ensue. So uh, we're having a ton of fun doing it. It's kind of an improv uh, show, but it's it's very fun and weird and silly. And uh, mostly, it's just an excuse for us to yell uh, specifics about like different 
crappy neighborhoods in LA, which is uh, the city that I live in and that is the most fun to make fun of, of any city. (laughs) There's a lot of it. Yeah, there's so many weird parts and you can just make fun of all of them. (laughs) It's so Um, funny to feel that like I've been to LA so many times and I still feel like I've not even seen like five percent of it <laughs> yeah i've lived here for like four and a half years now and i feel the same way yeah. like i don't know my way around i don't know what any of the parts are like or how they all connect like i know that there's like freeways that go all over but i don't like they turn so many times i don't actually know what direction i'm facing ever <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely like i totally found out like a neighborhood that abuts the neighborhood i live in is like on the other side of the neighborhood than I thought it was. Like, I thought it was like, I thought it was like fully the opposite direct. Like if, if I like had left my house and you said, go to Glassell Park, I would have started driving in the wrong direction. Wrong, it's actually <laughs> shaped like a Mobius strip. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. Can't wait to visit. You got to come visit. You got to come see the weird theater at our house. Uh, which is uh, one of the weirdest things about LA is like every house has like something so strange about it. Ah, I love it. I can't, I can't wait to, to be able to go on tour and to do all those things again. You should play a show where I live. Sure. (laughs) Sounds good to me. It's funny because I see, I see Americans like going on trips and like, you know, some, some people are even traveling internationally who we know. And I'm like still at the phase where I'm like, I can do one thing a day. And the thought of like international travel and like booking anything, I'm like, wow, I need to like go back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I went to the drugstore a block away from me today. And that's, I thought I was going to do something else and that was enough. So yeah, that was too much. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. When that I would be great. That. Well, the second uh, vaccine will yeah. give me that energy. I uh, really hope that happens soon. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank it's you. It's been a pleasure. I hope to Always. one day Please do come it back. in person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In person would be a dream, a retail nightmares dream. It will be. <laughs> Alicia, do you have anything to plug? Mm, no. <laughs> come draw with me is back in september so if you live in vancouver and you follow me on social media i'll be posting that um that's a big deal to perform live yeah shows are already happening but i can't september feels like a good goal date to get yeah. my brain around it i got um, invited to a show that's tomorrow and i was like i love you dearly person who's inviting me to this show but there's no way <laughs> like yeah, I, i'm not there yet yeah, and I totally like I get like everyone's doing things at the pace that they're comfortable with. So mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, God speed, except for not God. Speed. Yeah. Um, Jessica, how about you? What do you want to plug? If you wanna buy some merch, you can go to our web store. Never said mm-hmm. those words together before. Uh retailnightmares.bigcartel.com. If you wanna see a photo of me posing uh drunk on the streets of Tokyo with a <laughs> cockroach or uh my Freddy Krueger esque grandfather, you can go to patreon.com slash retail nightmares. I recommend it. Support the podcasts that you enjoy so that they can continue to be made. Here here. Thank you. Uh also absolutely no obligation whatsoever. If cost is a barrier to you and you don't want to feel left out, you can also just message me and I'll, you know, I'll see what I can do. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope that wherever you are, things are uh, getting better. (laughs) 
<laughs> totally. Yeah, everyone take care of yourself and we love you. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.